This episode of the Ask the Masters podcast is being brought to you by Genesis University. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ask the Masters podcast. On today's episode, I sit down with Lauren Stack. Lauren has been the managing director for Genesis and the Society of Watershape Designers since its merger with the National Swimming Pool Foundation in 2016. On today's show, we explore a little bit about what NSPF does in terms of research, science, and bringing people to water through the Step Into Swim program, as well as drowning prevention and overall water safety. Hello, and welcome to the Ask the Masters podcast. This podcast is dedicated to discussions about the design and construction of water shapes. The hosts of the show are all certified SWD masters who represent the leading builders and designers within the water shaping industry today. I'm Lauren Stack, the uh, Managing Director of the Residential Division for the National Swimming Pool Foundation. And what that really means is I run the Genesis business line and uh, brings education to the builder sector of our industry. And also I do Step Into Swim, which is a philanthropic arm of NSPF. And it's all about uh, bringing more people to water for healthier and happier lives. Sure. Yeah. And we we all work in water. I mean, water is our medium. The foundation is kind of involved all around water. Uh, and, and, you know, I have the privilege of building and, and, and creating and bringing everybody's dreams to life and, and putting backyard swimming pools in. Uh, and, and so um, I've really enjo- enjoyed the uh, the integration of Genesis to the foundation. And, and you know, it begins to feel more like we've got a greater purpose you know it's not just about building really cool pools you know we kind of broadened into this new organization where where the 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 health benefits of water and and really the the societal benefits are um are are noticed and and recognized um absolutely i mean the foundation for years has funded research medical research that talks about and has proven the uh, therapeutic benefits of water. And the seed money that happened 10 years ago has now resulted in just a plethora of, of research that goes on. It's amazing. They, they publish probably uh, 10 to 12 pa- papers a, a month on wow. the various benefits of um, being in water. Just being immersed in water up to your neck does a world of good for your cardiovascular system, and, and that impacts um, brain activity, health act, or heart activity, and lungs. It's, uh, it's just a wonderful medium. And people are very gravitated to be towards water, to be close to it, to see it. It's very soothing, so psychologically it's good, as well as physically when you're, when you're in water. So there's just so much going on. It's, water is wonderful. Yeah, and and uh, could you talk a little bit about the World Aquatic Health Conference and and just the uh, you know I, I think a lot of pool uh, industry people are not really that familiar with it still, and that's just an amazing event that goes on every year, and 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 just everything around that. So, uh, kind of explain if somebody doesn't know, they maybe heard the name but don't really know what they do. Yeah, absolutely. We have an annual event. It's I think we're in our 15th year now, the World Aquatic Health Conference, and it brings together between 400 to 500 people that are involved in our industry, mostly on the commercial side, public facilities, uh, health officials, those that uh, run those aquatic facilities and do programming. 
And from, from time to time, we have health benefits track there, which uh, we have some of the researchers that we have funded through the years come in and talk about the benefits of water. It's just something that our industry really doesn't glob onto, I guess, or, or sell enough. Um, it's very different in Europe, for instance, where health and wellness and water go hand in hand and um, much more so than, than in the U.S. And, and I've heard that the Canadians are kind of, they straddle the two. Yeah, I mean, you think about going to Germany and, and uh, the towns are all known for the spa in the town. And, and um, you know, it, it's definitely something that's not been um, a part of American culture. Um, and, and just what I have heard, I haven't uh, been able to attend yet, but, but from the people that I've talked to that have been there, um, it's not a bunch of people's opinions. I mean, you're bringing in leading scientists and and it's not it, it there's real legitimacy to the classes and to the research that's being done it's not a bunch of people getting together and and a bunch of rah-rah hey water's cool there's actual scientific backing and and, and research in it very much so and technically there are people that are you know phds in water chemistry that that come and speak and and talk about the sanitation and and um but also new technologies that are coming out and that people should know about so that they could you know determine whether or not it should be part of their their facility and we also are founding sponsors of the cmac which is part of or it was it's run really by the uh, Center of Disease Controls CDC, but they run the um, World Aqua- or the Model Aquatic Health Code, mm-hmm. which obviously NSPF stands behind, so that we can get consistent codes throughout the country. And that again is kind of more on the commercial side, the public pool side, but uh, it's very important for the residential folks to know about it too, because it is being adopted, you know, uh, from state to ta- state as we move along. Hello. Hey, good. Oh, thanks for returning my phone call. Um, wanted to get a little bit more information. Uh, you know, I hear that you have uh, a new walking tour of Chicago coming up um, in the, uh, what is it, uh, early fall. I uh, wanted to get a little bit more information on that and really understand kind of what, what you're doing there and, uh, you know, what's uh, what the goal is with that tour. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Love to talk about it. Yeah, it's going to be September the 22nd is the actual date. Uh, 22nd, I, oh, now I'm blanking just a moment. It's, it's around that, it's, um, don't have a calendar in front of me. September 22nd, there's going to be three days. We're going to arrive on a Friday evening uh, and uh, have a have a quick dinner and, and discussion of what's to come and, and maybe do a few drawing exercises to kind of kick things off and have a little fun with and then on uh, the morning of day two, have a nice little breakfast, and then out we go. Fingers crossed that we've got great weather. Uh, we're going to be staying very near the uh, Art Institute of Chicago, and everything that we're going to do is we're going to be within that kind of uh, little zone of walking distance. So we're going to arm everybody with a with a chair, uh, a little uh, uh, foldable chair that weighs about, oh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine pounds. It's, it, it's not too terribly heavy. Throw it over your shoulder and a pad and a, a, a a, a pencil, and uh, off we go. And uh, we're going to head out. Uh, probably our first stop is going to be there's a little water garden uh, right outside of the Art Institute of Chicago. 
and uh, that'll probably be our first stop. And what we're going to do is, again, just simple outdoor sketching. I, I think there's a French term called, and my French is terrible, plein, plein or plein air, P-L-E-I-N, I believe is what it's spelled, and that's painting or drawing outdoors, or, or you know, in the outdoor air, uh, fresh air. And um, so we're going to um, set up and have a look at the fountain, talk about it, discuss it, take parts and pieces of it to draw, and it's just going to be sort of random stuff that people will decide, I like this corner, I like this side, I like this entire scene, and uh, and just do some very simple, basic kind of rough sketches, and uh, and then move around to different locales uh, doing that, that very type of thing. Um, I, there's a Buckingham fountain there, uh, the uh, the big Chicago fountain, um, and then um, there's also there's one called the Crown Fountain. So you can see there's going to be a, a foundation in water, but yet we're not going to be just going and drawing particular water elements. We'll be drawing anything that strikes your fancy, but it's going to be based around pretty much around water. For people that are not familiar with the Watershape Society and the SWD program uh, and the Genesis program that, that all of the society members have been through, um, you know, architecture, design, and drawing are integral parts of the core values and the core education that every SWD member has to go through. Uh, and, and so this, uh, you know, really seems just like an extension of the classroom um, where, you know, we're taking it outside into the real world and, um, you know, and, and, and observing, um, you know, architectural elements uh, that are not necessarily sterile in a book. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of yeah. expanding everybody. Sounds great. I don't know if I'm going to be available in September, but I'm definitely going to talk to my wife and see if I can uh, carve out that weekend for sure. I've I've always wanted to be to, uh, to go to Chicago, and I've never been. Uh, so, you know, it just sounds like such an amazing time. It will be. I think it will be a, a good time. So I, I hope this is the first of many that we'll have uh, in, in the future, in the near future. Great. Well, thanks for taking my call today and uh, and look to forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, sounds good, Dave. Good talking to you. Take All care. right. Bye-bye. Yeah, and really, uh, it's been a long time coming where the industry has kind of needs to come together a little bit more. Um, you know, I want to touch a little later on drowning prevention and things like that, but um, it's been a lot more of a... Uh, a part of commercial for a long time, um, you know, fencing restrictions and, and things like that and healthy water and, and that. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I see as, as things are starting to come out of the model aquatic health code, um, you know, even like the, the recent, um, the new regulations around cyanuric acid and the realities that we have now studied uh, and and that's coming out of you know all of this research the fact that it's really dangerous stuff and you know being in service for 15 years myself I never knew any of that uh, and so um, yeah it's commercial but um, I, I think as an industry it's time for us to mature and to realize that um, you know, residentially, we need to be able to set to, to be to be delivering healthy water for our clients. I mean, ultimately, you know, you don't want nobody wants to get sick if they go swimming, um, and so the 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 elements that are coming out of this trickle down to everything involved with water.
Absolutely. And there's, you know, a lot of the people that build uh, residential pools also build commercial pools. So there's a lot of overlap on the building side and certainly on the uh, design as well. And the technologies, it's still water. It's a vessel filled with water, you know, whether it's a, a lap pool in a university or if it's a large pool hanging off a cliff in California. You know? Yeah. And I see it a little bit like a you know, like NASCAR, uh, they develop all these technologies and, and then it eventually makes it into, you know, the high end Mercedes. And then, you know, it, it always trickles down into a Toyota Camry, too. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of the commercial stuff. Uh, it, it all eventually will trickle down into the residential market, which is just overall good for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's good to come. You, you should uh, come to the conference, you know, give it a shot. I'm sure that you'll enjoy, you know, the, the family that exists there and uh, and be part of that and be part of the conversation, especially on the model aquatic health code side. Yeah. So let's uh, turn the corner a little bit here and and uh, talk about, I know one of your passions is, is kind of water safety and, and that. Uh, you know, the model aquatic health code talks about the, the actual water quality, uh, but there's some other things that we need to be aware of as an industry as well. Absolutely, because, you know, we have talked about the wonderful aspects of water, but it can be ominous as well. As well. Uh, a lot of people are fearful of water, and a lot of that's cultural. It's generational. If you don't have parents that know how to swim, they don't teach their children how to swim, so you kind of have to, to, to stop that, that train. Um, it's the ominous part of water, if you think about drowning being the number one cause of death, accidental death for children one to four, and it's such a tragedy when it happens that um, if people knew that formal lessons would decrease the the opportunity or the the chance of dying by 88 mm. percent uh, through drowning, it would be. Wouldn't you want to do that if you could protect your child by 88 percent of the you know children? I, I I listen to the stat for car seats, for instance, where uh, it will prevent fatalities by 54 percent. So it's really important for you to buckle up your child. Sure. No question about that, right? But and, and of course if you give birth to a baby, they'll make sure that you have to have that car seat in your seat in your car before they'll let you take the baby home. But nobody sends you a, a, a document from the pediatrician's office that tells you that your toddler at age two should learn how to swim. Sure. And uh, so formal lessons that's that's what we're all about through Step into Swim. We fund facilities that reach out especially to economically disadvantaged children or that might not geographically be close to water or culturally be uh be close to water and um you know try to bridge that bridge that divide and what we found through our research again which we've always gone back to is the magic age is five Hmm. if the industry wants to create true water lovers for life you have to reach a child before the age of five, or that's a magic number anyways. They can still learn to swim at six, seven, and eight, you know, once they hit, you know, elementary school or whatever. But if you can get that preschooler before they have the fear of water that really kind of takes over and uh, maybe keeps them from their full uh, potential, you know, in water, reach them before the age of five. So we'd like to get, you know, we partner with communities that want to reach out to daycare centers, for instance, who want their the children under their care to have exposure to water, which they might not otherwise do, you know, if it was just the um, the families, you know, 
if especially if there's a, a cultural fear to it, you know. Yeah, and it's really the African American families and also Latinos as well. This past summer, my son, uh, uh, his preschool is held on a university campus, and uh, all summer long they had you know, swim lessons. Um, Absolutely, you know, and they they had to be potty trained, uh, mm-hmm. and so my daughter's still a little bit too young. But once they're potty trained, two and a half years old, they're putting these kids in the pool every day, all summer long, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it it just makes so much sense, you know. It, Water is scary, and 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 rightfully so, uh, and really needs to be respected. Um, so yeah, uh, there's another interesting stat. I mean, I, I'm I'm a I'm a father and, and a family guy, and um, uh, I heard a stat a number of years ago that uh, when you have a tragedy, um, that uh, something like 85 percent of marriages break up. Uh, with a drowning or anything like that because the finger pointing and that and so it's it's you know it's the life of your child but it, it's also you know uh, that the Bodie Miller tragedy just happened not too long ago and and, and it just it's so devastating to a family to to have to go through something like that and and as an industry for too long um, the 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 building industry has just kind of swept this under the rug uh, and not really talked about it uh, and I'd really like to see that change a little bit and really you know uh, have the builders make their clients aware that you know uh, of the dangers and, and just educate them there's there's some real simple things that can be done uh, that that I think just it 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 raises the professionalism for the industry uh, but uh, again uh, it's about humanity too, and and nobody wants to see someone die in a pool that they've built. That that story really hit home with uh, the Bodie going on the talk show circuit, you know, and uh, expressing his grief with his wife. And as you said, the finger pointing can happen. I don't think it's going to happen with them, thank goodness. But you know, you take a case with them where, where they they had a backyard pool, they had all the safety things, they had the fence, they had you know, the alarms on the doors and everything. But their little girl died, not in their pool, but in a neighbor's pool. And, and swimming wasn't even on the agenda that day. And so there, the, the little girls sitting with her older brothers watching TV and whatever the neighbor kids are doing. And then all of a sudden, she slips out the back and she goes into the neighbor's pool. And one of the things that I took away from that and seeing the videos, again, of them being on the talk show, and, and they showed the, the wonderful pictures of Bodie in the pool with the two older brothers, Emily's two older brothers. And, and Emily would have the water wings on and she would jump fearlessly into the water, into the arms of Bodie. And um, I, I would like the industry to consider the fact that water wings are not a safety device. Right. They are a, a confident building device and, and, so, and not, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Because I think Emily had the feeling that she could jump into that pool and that she would come right up like she did when she had the water wings on. Sure. You know, and uh, so I, I, I think that's that's something that was a, a huge takeaway to me and I hope that the industry thinks about that. And really, um, you, you just can't over just safety things themselves aren't enough sometimes. And sure. in that case it, it proved that it wasn't enough at all. And the only thing that really works is knowing how to swim, you mm-hmm. know? And if we can get the uh, medical community recognizing that and putting on a, a, 
a toddler, you know, well visit, you know, two years old, you hit potty training. Once they've hit that stage that, that automatically their parents are notified that they need to learn to swim. Or the pool builder, if they're, they're putting a pool in the backyard and they know it's for a, a grandparent, for instance, it might have children coming, grandchildren coming, that they have a voucher or at least the name of a place where they teach young children how to swim so that they have that resource and that they're aware of the fact that they need to, to do that. Yeah, and just as an industry, I mean, you look at some of the, the pools that are being built. I mean, we have so much innovation happening in the industry. Uh, and this is a conversation that nobody wants to talk about because it's not, it's not pretty and it's not fun and it's 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 the it's the dark side of owning a pool. But um, if we can, as an industry, really kind of champion these discussions, we're going to come up with uh, you know intriguing solutions. Um, but you know, without having discussions, um, you know, it, it, the those solutions are out there, and there may be you know innovative products that haven't been invented yet. Um, so I, I think it's good to really just continue to have these conversations, but but um, really encourage the industry as a whole to, to start discussing this a whole lot more. It's not a threat. I think that's that's always been the fear is that this no. is a threat, and it's not. We can, we can turn the conversation around and make it a positive conversation. It's, it's so positive. And, you know, we bring joy to the backyards, right? We bring joy to families and family memories that last forever. Um, we we don't want that marred by a tragedy that we could avert, you know, uh, in, in any way that we can, right, through safety measures, safety covers. Yes, I agree with that, locks on covers, uh, locks on ladders. But uh, let's not forget about the fact that learning to swim is is it, you know, and, and I'll, I'll talk about one other thing because pools are where we live, right? But pools are really just the gateway to the world of water. Right. If you think about it, you know, if you want to learn to scuba dive, where do you start? You start in a pool, right? Mm-hmm. And really swimming is the gateway to a pool. You, you have to learn to swim if you're going to enjoy the pool. So you have to learn to swim in order to enjoy the world of water as a whole. And we can open that. Seventy-two percent of the pop, or seventy-two percent of the earth is covered with water. You know why are why would we ever want a child not exposed to all the things that they could do with water? Yeah, if you're not, if you didn't learn to swim as a kid, and you're not going to buy a pool as an no. adult when you have the bandwidth to do that. Uh, and so it's there are positives from an industry perspective along that as well. I mean, if everybody knows how to swim they're going to be more likely to put pools in their backyard. So it's not as, um, you know, there is a counter to the negative. And, 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 and again, I, I step back and just look at the humanity of it. I mean, who would ever design something? Uh, and, and, you know, I, I know I personally, if somebody died in a pool that I built, I, I mean, that would be just devastating for me. You're right, and we have proven the fact that if you don't know how to swim, you'll be less likely to own a boat or buy a pool or, you know, go fishing or kayaking or do any of those things, you know, uh, that deal with water. But also, um, why create swimmers, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, they will be more apt to buy a pool, and we have proven that out in, in the industry or through research. But also... You're creating your customers now because if you teach a child sure. to swim, they're going to ask their their parents to, to build a pool in their backyard, right? Or they're going to join a, a swim team and eventually become a lifeguard. And that is, again, keeping our industry going because they're, they're sitting and, and watching other patrons come through. Or they become um, 
from a life card, you might start taking care of a pool and you're a service. So you're creating your next employees, if you will, your next customers, your next employees, the children of your customers, all of these things that uh, come. So it's short term and long term. Swimming is good for our industry. I agree. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us today. And, and uh, yeah, let's just... Let me just say one more sure. thing. You know, 100% of the dollars that come in to Step Into Swim go out the door oh. to support Learn to Swim programs. 100%. Yeah. The foundation underwrites all the administrative parts of it. So, yeah. It's thank a great you. program that... that uh, where, can, where can people learn more about it? And where can they... The, to donate, stepintoswim.org. Okay. Simple as that. Oh, you got your own website and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Ask Masters podcast. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page each week on Tuesdays for new episodes of the show. I also want to encourage you to stop by the Ask the Masters Facebook page and invite other like-minded individuals to join us there as well. Feel free to jump into the conversations and even post your own questions. We want to create a community which fosters learning and discovery for the betterment of us all. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please be sure to subscribe and feel free to share. For more information on Genesis University, please see our website, www.genesis3.com.